Hey, hey, welcome back, gamers. Today, we're starting with Black Ops Cold War, and we make our way all the way to Harry Potter. Episode two starts now. Sit back, relax, let's get started. everyone welcome to the joystick chronicles podcast uh this is a big week because we are officially five days out of the release of call of duty black ops cold war we're four days until the playstation 5 gets released and two days until the xbox series x and s are both released we've got a lot to unpack here because uh we're really going to dive into what black ops cold war has to offer and with that we've we know that there's really going to be a lot available at launch but we're also going to have to wait really season one we've we've now found out is not going to be available until december 10th so we're going to have just under a month uh of testing black ops cold war really figuring out what it's about and then uh we'll get to get to really consume all of the integrated content that they're pushing into this so we're both excited about it and we're going to dive all into that but i do want to start with a quick question we're going to start off a new tradition here um so my question today is, is matt what show are you currently watching and what's your what like what do you like about it current show so you kind of touched on how you're a big friends fan so I am. i'm a big office fan that's that's my rolling show that i watch at all times it's like my comfort wind down thoughtless just it's just my show yeah but i will say another show i haven't really been watching like consistently but i've been watching the 100 on netflix how is it good i mean it, it it's kind of like one of those sci-fi like end of world kind of shows okay i could i could explain the whole plot but no spoilers um, here Essentially, the world is ending. They send up people into space, like the human race, just to survive from a nuclear catastrophe. Uh, they're living on a ship, but they only have so much time that they can spend up there because they don't have enough resources to stay up there forever. So I guess the gist of it is they have to figure out if the world is habitable again. So they send down these juvenile teens they let the like, kids do it basically like if you if you broke rules on the what's called the arc so it's an the adult punishment. over 18 it's capital punishment they just get off like oh, it's God. floating so they just get they get floated and they they're just gone but if Walk you're under 18 space yeah so if you're under 18 they would have you like just kind of ostracized you're like in jail basically but uh the teens were given an ultimatum okay either we send you to earth to see if it's habitable and you know we don't know what the risks are or you get floated because <laughs> we can't survive with all of you taking our air and whatnot so interesting that's a I'm very on like, i'm on like How season i'm on like season five i think they're on seven seasons i had oh wow i had finished up to five and then realized that they released two more seasons so okay. i was like yeah okay i'll watch it again okay it's pretty good are you a Mandalorian person? Yes. Well, I was really into it for the first like three or four episodes, but they're they're releasing it every week. Yeah. And I never finished watching it. So I do like it, but I haven't like I have I've got a lot of episodes to watch. Oh, so you haven't even finished season one. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I Are you on season two now? Oh yeah. I keep up with Mando. It's okay. uh Christy and I both watch it. We watch it together and um this past week was okay it was like a side mission episode is what it seemed yeah. like so i'm excited for it to pick up and uh and get on this is going to be season season three uh next friday okay or, sorry no episode three of season two now i've got to mention something too yeah i don't know if i know this about you are you a big harry potter guy oh yeah okay all of like the sci-fi stuff i'm so into so, star wars lord of the rings harry potter any of it Okay, just making sure. I couldn't remember if we had... I mean, I'm sure we've watched Harry Potter at some point, but my family's a big Harry Potter family. And Kelsey had... You know, so here's a little little tidbit about uh, my fiance Kelsey. Uh, she was an Irish dancer growing up, and she danced <laughs> 40 hours a week, like a full-time job. 
and so, so she didn't uh, ended have a up real like childhood. <laughs> <laughs> her team, her team, basically like she placed like third in the worlds and ninth in the worlds, like in Ireland. So she was, she was insane. She was awesome, and that, that's always a fun fact. I, I love to tell people. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she like really missed because you know her parents really wanted her to focus on school when she wasn't doing that. So she like never really. She caught like bits and pieces of Harry Potter. So we just finished Chamber of Secrets today. Is she watching it? She she's getting into it. She yeah. So like she she's never seen it in succession. I'm so jealous. Right. And we got. I like try. You know. I'm trying to get her hooked on it because like I want to take her to Harry Potter World and Universal. Yeah. But it's not worth it if you don't get it. Like if you don't really understand like what's happening. Like, cause it's a magical thing. Like it's, it's unreal anyway. So yeah, we're on uh, the second one. And then she just told me, she was like, oh yeah. When I, when I come uh, Thursday, she's like, let's, let's watch, uh, let's watch the third one. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I got her now. She's hooked now. They're so good. Yeah. I mean, Christy and I, we have all uh, eight of them saved on our DVR. So whenever there's nothing on or we're just bored, I just turn on Harry Potter and yes, and, and roll. Um, YouTube TV, you can uh, DVR everything, so okay. they're like all on there. Yeah, we've got. So. That was the first thing that I did when we moved into this place on that DVR was figure out <laughs> when all the Harry Potters were gonna be playing, oh, and I hit record on all of them. So that's we got amazing, them, and we watch them all the time. Um, yeah. So for me, I'm on Mandalorian right now, um, but another one that I'm that I'm pretty into is uh, it's called The Boys. It's on Prime Video. Uh, and it's actually really good. So it's about superheroes and they are just shit people. And they are, it's the, essentially the plot is like, there's, uh, the superheroes are called soups. And so there's a group of soups who are, they're known as the seven and they're like the, like, think like they're the Avengers of the, of the boys world, the world. Yeah. And, um, so they're like shown as like these great great people i guess people in air quotes um but like the world loves them and then on the like through the lens of uh like their enemies you see that they are just like shit people like they don't care who they kill in the wake of whatever they're doing and it just gives you a completely different perspective of superheroes and i think it's hilarious Um, what's that on it's on uh prime video on amazon okay I highly recommend it. It's season two right now. I think there's eight episodes of season two. Uh, I'm on episode seven, so I haven't seen the finale of season two yet. Uh, but okay. it's good. I like it. Um, the so boys. I, yeah, I recommend it if you've never seen it. Okay. Let's just dive right into to the Black Ops Cold War content here. because there's some Cold War. There's a ton to go through. So preloads are, are up and running for console. Uh, so you can preload the game onto your console essentially right now and be ready to play it on launch day. So on the 13th of November, um, if you think, uh, your Warzone game files are big, you, you're in store for another big download here. Um, so at launch file size for PlayStation four is 95 gigabytes. PlayStation five is 133 gigabytes. Xbox one is 93 and then Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S are 136 gigabytes. So the one note on that is that Woof. once you have it downloaded, Woof is right. Once you have it downloaded, you'll be able to then uninstall specific uh, like mode packs. So you can trim the size of the download, but you have to have at least that amount of storage from the start right. in order to download it all. So... I saw that PC can also choose what to install. Yeah, so off the rip, but everybody else for console players. Yeah, so, like us. so that was my next point. So if you only want to install multiplayer for PC, it's thirty-five gigabytes, and then the full game is eighty-two gigabytes. But if you're going to be playing on ultra graphics, um, so for if you don't know really the PC realm, you can essentially choose which level of graphics you want to play on. It just depends on how powerful your PC is. Um, there's so ultra graphics is 132 gigabytes, and then full game at really just at 1080p, just normal high. I think that's at high graphic settings. Um, that's 82 gigabytes. So 
from that, the difference between PC and console is that with PC, you can specifically select what portions of the game you want to download. So you don't need the whole hundred and something gigabytes to start. You can just right. pick and choose. It's like a la carte. I mean, there's, there's so much. Yeah. So available game modes at launch for Cold War, you'll have multiplayer, campaign, and zombies. I know a lot of people are excited about zombies. I think the first game mode that I'm going to fire up is a game of zombies because I'm excited for it. I'm going over these game modes, and one question I asked you kind of outside the, the actual recording of the show was like, well, you know, what's our, what's our incentive for, for getting Cold War? Because to, to our understanding, like there's, and we'll talk more about this too, but there's a lot of like unified, like the progression system, like there's going to be um, some of the guns that are in both Warzone and Modern Warfare. All of the Cold but, War guns will be available in Warzone. And they're also in Cold War. So what's, you know, besides, see, see here's the thing. So here's, here's where I'm at. And I don't know if there's a, a, a large um, percentage that would be like me, but... I've always been an online player. So like, I like the zombies. That'll be fun. I'll definitely play with Kev. You know, we'll, we'll play that with, we'll play with all our friends, mm-hmm. but um, I, you know, I like the multiplayer and that was like originally all that I played. But now yeah. that, now that Warzone is out, I really only play Warzone because I just really love the battle Royale format. So I don't even really necessarily care about the multiplayer besides exciting news. Nuketown's coming back. I saw that. So that's I'm awesome. I'm excited for Nuketown. Nuketown is a nice little blast to the past. I used to love that map. But not trying to be negative. I'm just a big Warzone guy. So like, I don't know if like, so I guess the question is what incentive are they bringing to pull us into Cold War for Warzone? It like I'm wondering if you know you can't get the Cold War map, or if there are certain guns that you can't get when you're just playing Modern Warfare on uh, Verdansk versus Cold, the Cold War. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, with Warzone being a free-to-play game, and they're offering full integration of the Cold War guns in Warzone. I'm having a hard time thinking that they're going to make you purchase Cold War in order to use the Cold War guns in Warzone. Or maybe that's the case right off the start. And then when they start integrating Cold War into Warzone more, which really isn't going to be happening until at least season one, which is December 10th, then you'll start to get to use those guns. But they're probably introducing a new map to go into the Cold War realm soon. Yeah, what I read was that in, I, I read this um, online and, and it was from the developers, uh, I can't remember if it was Treyarch or Infinity Ward, but what they had mentioned was um, really what Call of Duty moving forward is gonna do is use the November launch date as their typical like multiplayer release with a new game and then sometime in like q1 of the next year would then be a big update to warzone so really focusing in on two different times a year and have some new warzone content in that dead zone of okay our game's been out for a little bit so what do we do now and so instead of just introducing a new season or new part of the battle pass, then they'll do that big update to Warzone. So honestly, I think there's going to be a lot of new content um, specifically with this game that's going to be coming out than a lot more than we've seen in the past. But who knows? I have an idea. Yeah, I, I'm Kevin and I are both. We'll we'll give you the the business uh, perspective from this too. So I think one of my questions. I I'm just I'm trying to figure out the incentive, right? So I think. I think it's zombies. I think think it's zombies. Put a big focus on it. But I think a way that maybe that they can control kind of the switch over and trying to get people to buy their game for Cold War might also be multiplayer. Um, Yeah. I don't know if you're able to use the Cold War guns in Modern Warfare multiplayer. 
think about it that way. Yep. Maybe they integrate the Warzone guns from Cold War into the drops in Verdansk, like just floor loot. So you could use it that way. But I don't know if you have you read anything where if you know if we have custom loadouts. I know you'll have your custom loadout. So what what I've read is that if you want to drop into Warzone with the AK-47 from Modern Warfare and the AK-47 from Cold War, you can do that. So huh. I think you make a good point in that you likely won't be able to use the Cold War AK in Modern Warfare and vice yeah. versa. Um, so that I think that you would have to have the the Cold War version. Like you should have the game in order to do that. Well, to me, I would say you probably just can't do that regardless because they are in theory two different games right and it's Warzone is what's bringing those together so it's the two different games are funneling into Warzone, but they're not crossing paths essentially maybe the question is maybe that's kind of the incentive like you have to get cold war in order to to make those guns like your actual loadout classes and then you could use them in in mono warfare if you choose to you know go back and edit your loadouts that way but yeah that'll be interesting i would imagine that you would have to have the actual cold war game um i i would think it makes sense to to let people grind their guns in the multiplayer of cold war rather than modern warfare for the new guns and all that because yeah. it's, it's an entirely different game yeah but you're going to have to then obviously purchase the multiplayer, which is the incentive there. So right. yeah. I think it makes sense. I mean, one, I think the unified progression system is really interesting. There's a ton here. Let's talk about that. Essentially, once season one of Cold War starts on December 10th, everyone's level, whether that be Modern Warfare, Warzone, or Cold War, everyone's level is going to drop to zero. You're not going to lose any of your progression on your weapons or your skins or or anything of that nature, but you're going to drop to zero and you'll have to go through what's what they're now calling the military ranks. And that's levels one through 55. So once you hit level 55, you'll then go into the prestige, which lots also to unpack here on the prestige. Uh Um, But in order to level up, you can do that within Warzone, within Cold War, or you can still do it within Modern Warfare. So they're keeping Modern Warfare alive by allowing that. So that just means that you can keep everything across all systems, which Correct. is awesome. I really yes. like that. Yeah, I do too. I think they've definitely um, made a good decision by going this route. And I know, especially when they introduced Prestige, uh, in the previous games, there was a lot of complaints about losing all of your progress on the guns that you've leveled up if you want to prestige. So what they're doing now is if you do prestige, you're not losing your progress, which I like personally. Um, and they'll just continue to give you more perks and more blueprints and, and more reasons to want to continue to prestige. So at launch, there's going to be three different prestige levels. So you'll still go through the military ranks one through 55. But once you hit your first prestige, you essentially do one to 50. Think of it in like segments of the season. So it's all within the season, right? So one to 55, that's the military ranks. Yep. And then you prestige and then you got one through 50. And then you're essentially every 50 levels you're prestiging again. So and there's for, only, I was going to say, so for the first season, I think you there's only three prestiges, but then well, from then out, it's four? Not yes, but no. So it's season one doesn't start until December 10th. So it's really like preseason is three prestiges. So before gotcha. season one drops, you can get three prestige levels. And then once December 10th comes and we get season one, you'll be able to prestige four times. I got to get this preload going. Yeah. Yeah, I have an I have the most recent Xbox One. Xbox which, One X. Which that's the beauty of cross platform is that once you get the new Xbox is that you just load right in and you'll be you'll be ready to go. So it really doesn't yeah. necessarily matter from your perspective. 
Um, but what we were talking about with the prestige system is that you're not going to be limited essentially on what you can accomplish. What, what they're offering is essentially a thousand levels per season, which is just insane. Um, yeah. I know I'll never thousand, come close to level a thousand. A thousand levels a season, remind me. So, so you 50, can 55, 50, 50, 50. Yeah, and then so, so you essentially like season levels. Is that what it is? Yeah. So prestige four would essentially be level 200. And then from there, you can go up to level a thousand and you'll get, you don't, you don't get, you don't prestige though. After that, you'd be prestige like master three or no prestige three level a thousand. Yeah. So you're essentially, you're not going to get the like official prestige emblem. So you'll be, once you hit 200, you're a prestige master for that season. So you'll, you'll hit your prestige master status and then every 50 levels beyond that. So from 200 to a thousand, so you've essentially got 800 levels every 50, you can then get a new, something new that they'll give you. They've, I mean, it could be a calling card. It could be a skin. It could be a blueprint. We're, we don't know until the game actually comes out and people start getting the prestige master level. So there's a lot of leveling up a ton and ton, a ton of content that you can get. Um, and there's going to be a total of 20, well, they say 25 plus prestiges. Um, yeah. so there's going to be quite a bit of leveling up. And if you're crazy, one, if you're one of the, the players who loves the grind and, and trying to prestige as much as you can, you'll, you'll be able to keep yourself busy with this. That's for sure. Well, and it's amazing too because I found so much entertainment in just playing Warzone, mm-hmm. and I I love the progression of like the maps and stuff like that. It keeps it, it keeps it interesting, you know. And there's so many different facets now of playing Call of Duty, like versus when you know they they've just graduated every year. It's like you went from just playing campaign in like the earliest you know Call of Duties when there was no live. And then they go from that to like a multiplayer. Then they start adding zombies in. And now you get multiplayer, zombies, campaign, and war zone. There's so I mean, much just, that they're putting into these games. There's so much to do. There literally almost is something for everyone, which yeah. I think is awesome. There's, they're opening up these games and possibilities for so many people. And with being able to do it now cross platform and like if you and I want to play whenever we want say I get a PC you're on Xbox Series X we just play whenever we want like they're making it right now is probably one of the best times to be a gamer there's mm-hmm. so much accessibility into the gaming world right now and it is it's very cool to witness mhm well I'll tell you what's what's been fascinating about this podcast too is like a lot of this research I don't know if I necessarily even do I just have like a loyalty to some of these games so like I would have looked into kind of what Black Ops Cold War was but this has been eye-opening because now me and you are going to go into this into Cold War knowing all the specifics and hopefully it's been eye-opening for some other people yeah absolutely i mean it so. gives us a, a different perspective looking at it with all the info coming in rather than learning on the fly and i'm i mean that's what we want to to help our audience with and and really just be able to educate and um and just have a conversation about it yeah let's on the note of cross platforms let's talk about playstation 5 real quick uh-huh. there's been a lot of I think backlash from the Call of Duty fan community uh, on a lot of the PlayStation 5 exclusive content for Cold War. One article on uh, on Games Radar is essentially saying that Call of Duty is turning into an anti-consumer game uh, with yeah. their exclusivity plans for PlayStation. In uh, in what you get by playing this game on a PlayStation is two extra creative class slots, extra tier skips uh, on the battle pass. The only, the caveat there is that 
I think you have to buy the the $20 version of the Battle Pass, which comes with like 20 tier skips, and then they'll give you five additional if you have a PlayStation. Uh, you'll get 25% increase of weapon experience, so you'll be able to grind your guns faster. Um, they'll do exclusive double XP events for PlayStation users only, and they're also going to be getting an exclusive zombie mode, uh, and that's called Zombies Onslaught. It's a two-person, fast-paced zombies mode, and it's really, from what I've read, is utilizing the multiplayer maps. So it's not a zombie-specific map, um, but you'll essentially take zombies into the maps that you multiplayer. can play in multiplayer. So think zombies on Nuketown. That's a lot of exclusives. There's I mean, a lot. And, it, and it's something that, I mean, it's, there's, there's no question that PlayStation 5 is, a popular, is going to be a popular console. I think um, from a lot of the articles and polls that I've seen and that I've read about is that a lot of people are excited about the PlayStation 5, and I think this, this probably has something to do with it. Um, but a lot of people are upset about it because they feel like they're going to be missing out on all of this because they are playing on an Xbox or on a PC. And what are your thoughts on it? I think my first initial thought when I heard that was probably about the same as everybody who's expressed some some concern and, yeah. and backlash about it because, you know, I, I, I get it from a partnership standpoint with PS5 and um call of duty i'm sure you know that's going it's it's another way like you know we just talked about the next gen consoles right it's another way for them to try to to break um customers who were loyal to some other you know whether that's xbox or pc um it's a way to to get some more people to switch and i think you know from a business standpoint great for ps5 but i don't really like it either because it it's it really i'm reading this this one article and they're just saying you know it's potentially anti-consumer because it's less so about offering legitimate incentives but more about taking away free features from some other platforms so i agree i i don't know i if, you, if you're talking about kind of the the competitive side of this I don't really like people having extra loadout slots than me. I get, I get it. You're paying for it, right? But yeah. I don't know. I, but I mean, uh, you're also paying for it on an Xbox. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you think you're paying the same amount if you get a Series X or a PS5 because you choose one over the other. Yeah, there's the partnership advantage that Activision was able to to strike with Sony there, but they'll have an advantage over you, right? On, on this GamesRadar article. Um, the David of Reddit is who's linked as saying this, but he said that this has gone beyond console exclusivity. This is console advantage, which I think is an interesting perspective because I don't think he's wrong. I don't know. I, I don't know. Either way, you know, I, I'm not going to complain when it comes time to actually, you know, when I buy the game and stuff, I don't know how much of an impact that's actually going to make, you know, I'm just, we're, we're just going to buy the game and we're going to enjoy it and we're, you know, we're going to play and, and have a good time, but yeah, I think um, this is one that a lot of people will bitch about at the start, but they're just going to forget that it's even a thing. I, th- I think it'll fade. I mean, it's not it's not like that big of a deal when you look at the the full um, the full big picture of this. Honestly, once again, I say good for uh, Sony because they will pull customers that with Call of Duty being such a big franchise. Oh, absolutely, I agree. I think this will get them get people to to make the switch or. Or at least make the decision if they're uh, undecided on a console, right? Um, so that's going to be something to we'll keep, keep an mind, eye on it. Something to look at. Kind of transitioning into Warzone specifically. Sure. Um, you know, I think we mentioned this on possibly the last podcast, but we'll, we'll get a, we'll get a little more detailed into it. So. Um, they just announced that the Warzone engine is not going to be switching to the Cold War engine. So what do you think about it, Kev? I think at least to start is a good thing. Um, I, I know there were some complaints just from the, the community who played the um, Cold War beta that they, they weren't really a big fan of what the engine felt like. Um, I can't speak from experience because I didn't actually play it. Um, but 
to me, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, because I think that Warzone, the current engine uh, with Infinity Ward, is is a really great experience with the game. I think there's a lot that needs to be addressed, um, whether that's an anti-cheat or fixing... Oh. The, we can go into that, too. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's fixing the graphic glitches on the guns. Like, there's there's a ton that needs to be addressed. But if they can fine-tune all of those errors... Um, figure out how to get some sort of dedicated anti-cheat into this game. I know they can do it. Yeah. It's just whether or not they're going to put the put the resources into actually yeah. doing it. Then, I mean, it's a really enjoyable experience, assuming that yeah. you're not running into those issues. So, I think it's the right decision. Um, and who knows? Maybe they, maybe down the line, they decide that they want to integrate the Cold War engine into this, but. Um, for me off the bat and take what I say with a grain of salt here, because I haven't played cold war yet. I'm happy that they're sticking with the modern warfare engine. I'd have to echo the same thing. Obviously I didn't play it either, but if you kind of look and, and you know, we, I, we can speak at least from experience, from a standpoint of we've played all the black ops, oh, absolutely, um, pretty much all the black ops series. And, um, it, it, it feels different. Um, and I don't even know if that's necessarily a bad thing, but I will say um, when I watched videos of, you know, people playing the beta from Cold War, it did, it didn't, it just didn't look as smooth as the way that Modern Warfare does. And um, with Modern Warfare being such an enjoyable experience, I seriously, I mean, I would play Modern Warfare even a lot longer too with Verdansk can change the storyline and go into more seasons. I wouldn't even care to buy another game. Yeah. If they, you know, this is essentially to me, the way I see it is they're using cold war as another way to just extend. And this is not completely true, but they're finding ways to extend that storyline and get you to buy another game. But like, that's the opportunity that they have that they can, you know, bring this back into a black ops, like a cold war setting and then they keep the engine, which is great. I that's perfect because it it runs fine, except for obviously the uh, the cheating stuff. We've run into some cheaters for well, sure. We've I, I, I haven't really had the gun glitches. <laughs> oh, you haven't what? had the gun get the gun glitching. I said no. I don't I don't know if I would say it runs fine. There's definitely some issues with it, and there's um, some things that I'd like to see change. Which I, I sure. think that that's something that uh, will be good for us to dive into here. Um, a majority of the time majority of it is an enjoyable experience and uh the more you can limit these issues that players are experiencing then that's so much better um yep and invest resources into fixing those kind of things absolutely and on that note i mean what do you want to see either added or changed or really anything like what do you want to see in in warzone as it progresses into a new hopefully a new map and a new storyline um as much of a storyline that that warzone really even has i think a lot of the the feel of of black ops and some of those guns that's what i always like to see when they change kind of the era so I really want to feel um, a perceptible difference in the way that, you know, your gun shoot mm-hmm. um, and those sort of things to where it's very applicable. And then you apply that to a, a war zone battle royale kind of setting. So I think that's going to be fascinating from a feel standpoint, because I think the the war zone and the the I guess the engine um, being the same. That's fine. We're not going to feel a whole lot of difference, but I want to feel a perceptible change in the actual guns and kind of the way that Cold War feels. So I think they can do that with the map and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, they're going to have bugs. So we're going to see uh, yeah. cheaters find new opportunities in Cold War um, glitches on the map. Uh, I'm sure the beta helped them iron some of that stuff out. But yeah, I think I think those are the main ones. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they bring Cold War guns into Warzone. Yeah. And 
that, with something that's never been done before. It, yeah, well, in what it's going to feel like to use a to use your class in Cold War. So say you're leveling up your M16 in multiplayer on Cold War, and then you set that as your top loadout, and you drop into Warzone, and how different is the gun going to feel? And is it going to is it going to perform differently in Warzone than it does in multiplayer? Well, and see, that's where I'm talking about that kind of separation, though. Yeah. Because it's honestly, I think it's kind of uh, it's kind of dangerous thinking about that. Because if they are just dropping you you uh, the Cold War weapons, if there's not a separation, kind of like we talked about before, where like there's a an incentive to buy the game. That I'm sure, obviously, that there's very smart people up there. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure they they found a way to create that separation where they're trying to get people to buy the game, but. You know, if you're just able to drop with your class from Cold War that you haven't even bought uh, into Warzone, why would you? Why would you buy Cold War? Yeah, when you have uh, Modern Warfare. So yeah, that'll be very interesting to see how they how they do that. I think one thing that I want to see them continue to do in Warzone um, that I think they did really well is the seasonal content. And they did it well once with Halloween. Yeah. Um, the, the night mode and the zombies addition into Warzone, I think, was awesome. And that created a lot of momentum um, going into 100%, zombies. 100%. 100%. It was, the, I think, the perfect lead into Cold War Zombies. Got people excited to really give a tease into what zombies was like in the previous Black Ops. And hopefully give us a glimpse into what it's going to look like in the new ones. And uh, I'm really excited to experience the new edition of zombies and continue that storyline. But I think Warzone should continue to do seasonal content like this. And if there's a Christmas seasonal content, um, I don't even know. I mean, I think there's a lot that they could do. I think Fortnite is a game that did that so well. Yeah. Uh, specific like when they put snow on the map in in Fortnite um and just the the progression of the map um that you could see flying over in the battle bus and just how the map changed so frequently in that game. Yeah. I think I would like to see at least some more changes to the map whether yeah. that's changes on a new map that we get um, or leading up to that new map uh, changes into the current Verdansk and, and just to experience what that looks like. I know they've done some things with adding, obviously adding the train, um, the bunker system that they've added in has all been really interesting and, it, and it's garnered a lot of hype, but I think they're, they need to add something that people use more frequently. Yeah. Something that's there's bigger. A, there's a lot more that they could do. I, yeah. I felt like, I, I think that's a really good point because you know, you and I played Fortnite for a long time. And to me, that game was what really like revolutionized the battle royale system. Absolutely. At least it's one of the, one of the only ones that I really played. Um, so going from that where they would like straight up nuke certain spots on the map or, um, You're always waiting story. for tilted towers to get destroyed. Yeah. And this, the storyline <laughs> evolved and it made into new locations and like really like that's what kept me hooked to that game for so long yeah is because there was always excitement because something else was they were moving forward and and advancing the storyline and all that so like where i'm not a big campaign guy not a big you know that that kind of storyline when i can be immersed in that kind of thing where it's online and everyone is experiencing the same thing together in-game events huge opportunity there fortnite knocked those out of the park i mean you think they did a travis scott concert in as an in-game event and then you know that called viewership oh yeah and call of duty can they they can easily replicate that at least in from from a resource standpoint this there was so much money in call of duty that they they could find ways to do that and maybe maybe uh modern warfare you know they were testing out the basics and fundamentals a lot of this uh, working out a lot of bugs, but you know, maybe 
that's something they do in cold war a lot of in-game events yeah i think the, just the viewership alone in fortnite for in-game events and the hype that those brought it was fantastic to see i i think for me i thought it was cool to just go in an experience for myself but also just to like look around on on the internet and see what other people were saying about it yeah and, it, and i think it's one that they did a good job of bringing the Fortnite community together and i think that activision and treyarch and infinity ward if they all work together on figuring out how to best do that in what warzone will ultimately evolve into i think it'll be really cool you think about another result of um the hype and everything that went uh, went along with Fortnite and a lot of obviously the the competition too um are some of these giant streamers mm -hmm. like you think about how i i remember watching ninjas his like original video that blew up and went viral and then from then on he's been a superstar yeah i mean ninja is fascinating story i mean i mm -hmm. remember I don't remember who told it might have been you I figured out some somehow I figured out that uh, Ninja was streaming with Drake in Fortnite. Yeah, and I was like what like why is a gamer? Playing video games with Drake. Yeah, and I tuned in his live stream and watched it and I thought it was the coolest thing Yeah, and I mean that is one where that I think that's the like the second most viewed like single streamer uh, stream on Twitch. And so thinking about just the content opportunities that way mm -hmm. is something that they should definitely try to replicate. And obviously that one wasn't necessarily brought on by Epic games. And that was just more of a ninjas literally just streaming with Drake. Um, but th the in-game events, like everyone tuned in to, these big streamers to see what their reactions were and just join the community that they have developed and experience it together. So there's a lot there. And I think the question also uh, to me would be, you know, you see uh, Nick Merckx emerged really, and you know, he was before I really even started watching him. He had, he has been a long time, pretty followed guy. He's been streaming for a long time. I haven't yeah. really looked into the stats, but he's, He's had a fan base for a long time. Yeah. Um, but you think about guys like him, Tim the Tatman, and um, Ninja, and you know, Ninja's, Ninja's less so been on the, the Call of Duty train, but I've really been watching, like, Nick, um, Tim, and then who else? Like, Cloaksy, which I mm -hmm. never knew about before, like some of these streams. So I guess my question well, would they be... they play together. Yeah, and they play together. But it's like, you know, who... Do we get more people in Cold War that will emerge, or do we see a lot of these streamers get even bigger? Well, I think um, it's probably going to be a combination of both of that. Yeah. I, I think the Battle Royale platform itself is the way forward for the gaming industry, uh, at least for first-person shooters. Yeah. And it there's just so much more excitement in a battle royale i mean you feel it when you're in game and it's late and you know you've got five people left and it's 1v5 you i mean your heart is racing and you're like okay i i gotta win this your heart rate yeah. goes up a little bit and it's you feel it yeah and i think that is what keeps people coming back and i mean just esports in general is starting to blow up and i mean you have these massive brands investing in esports because they're realizing that the crowds and just the following that esports has right now is turning into something that is going to maybe one day rival what really like in-person live sports does yeah it's pretty fascinating to see uh where competitive gaming is going and honestly where casual gaming is going too mm -hmm. i mean Think about so, some of these streamers aren't the best players in the world. Think about Tim the Tabman's following. Like Tim's good, but like Tim is also an idiot, and he's like absolutely just entertaining. Like he's oh, yeah. hilarious. He's an entertainer. So, like, he's such a good yeah. personality. He's hilarious to watch, and I think yeah. just the relationship that he has with his own community that he has built is funny. Yeah, and 
everyone likes to joke that our right, Tim sucks, but it's like realistically, he's probably better than you. Yeah, <laughs> but that's just the reputation that he's gotten, and everyone shits on him for it, and he just takes it. He owns it, and it works for him. But like clearly. that's that's and that's how he keeps growing too. Like yeah. he he's been rolling with that. So yeah, I want to talk about a a serious just theory that I have too because. Played, speaking from experience, with many, many days invested in uh, Warzone and, mm-hmm. and Call of Duty in general, I think some of the bugs and some of that stuff, and so like the fire shotguns and some of the OP stuff, some of it I don't think is uh, is a mistake. I think that they have to put things in these games that are that bother people and then it creates a relief afterwards when they finally fix it but it's always something there's never there is there's never something. something that's completely perfect yeah there, there's always some kind of glitch that people take advantage of and then we're all so happy when it's finally out of the game but there's snake always shots. something get him out S- snake shot snake the shots fire, and fire shotguns oh my gosh remember when remember the um what was it like the famas uh like shotgun barrel attachment for like two days oh yeah that was a one shot kill kill from anywhere i mean you get the the slug shotgun on the 725 and you can snipe someone from across the map well what's even cooler now is that you know you have things like where mono warfare 2 maybe for example like where they had the the model uh was it model 12 like dual shotguns or something like that do you remember those i do remember those or uh, noob tubes? No, I, mean, I was those, thinking about that the other day. Those are in the current game; they just aren't any good, right? But like now, now Call of Duty has um, a, a, a better ability to nerf those kind of things and take care of those problems a lot quicker. Well, and do you ever wonder if they buff something and just buff it kind of secretly and see if people find it? Yeah. Why not? I, yeah. I mean it gets people play that's the thing. It's like who's gonna who is the one who is trying the the FAMAS shotgun attachments? Like that's gotta be a player that like doesn't know what's going on or what's happening. Like Well, it's not the it's the streamers who are all finding it. I mean, really, you can read the patch notes and find it. But yeah. it's more of a Alright, do I really want to try this? Because why would I put myself through it? But didn't you end up using it at one point? I think I picked up somebody's, but yeah. I never used it. I never got but myself to do it. I just didn't just, want to. Well, it ended up being literally two days. So yeah. like I didn't want to put the time in and invest in uh trying to do that. Well, like one of the ones that was recent was that SPR that I I play with all the time now. That thing was insane and when it came they, out. They they have fixed it, but also it's still it's still good, really good. So, I personally prefer the Car ninety eight, but honestly, I really haven't been sniping all that much. Well, I hadn't I hadn't been sniping for a long time. I was a kilo MP five guy for a good amount of time, and then yeah. now I'm back MP five sniper because that sniper is such a mid range threat. Well, really and when like it, a one shot down when it was so powerful, that was a any range threat. I mean, that oh, yeah, that thing was one shot kill anywhere on the map. That was insane. And I think the biggest thing with that was that there was no bullet drop. It's you just right. line line up a headshot and you got to kill. Yeah. What's another game outside of Call of Duty that you're interested in that you want to try? I'm really excited for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I knew you were going to say that. I've always been an Assassin's Creed fan. Uh, I mean, I've played it since the second one. I didn't play the first one when it came out. I played the second one. Um, and I've pretty much played them all. Um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm definitely more of an RPG fan than you are. I know that. Uh, yeah. and, and I'm excited for for what's to come with that. Um, but Cyberpunk 2077, definitely excited for that too. Although it just keeps getting delayed, so I think we're gonna have to wait till 2021 for that. Okay, I was see, I like, I really liked Fallout. I played that. Um, so Fallout, I, played, I was excited. Fallout 5. 
I was excited for this new Fallout that the most recent one, and because they really, really hyped it up. But from what I kind of fell flat, yeah. From what I heard, it it fell flat of what expectations were, and I ended up not even playing it. So I really can't speak from experience. It was Fallout Four that I played that I really, really liked. Mm -hmm. I just played that. I didn't have anybody I played it with. I just played by myself. Yeah, that's how I am with Assassin's Creed. That's that was what, a fun that's game. A, a, I mean, most RPG games are. It's what I play them just because I enjoy them. Yeah, and it really wasn't until Fallout Four that I realized I really actually did kind of like playing that. But I've I've sort of gone away from that because whenever I want to play Xbox, I almost feel guilty if I'm not. I don't know. I and I also just get bored playing those by myself. I have to be in a party. That's why I like playing first person shooters because you physically are playing in a game with uh with your friends yeah which they've kind of done more in the rpg space to uh were you ever in a far cry together but no nope big call of duty guy call of duty (laughs) fortnite uh, halo infinite fifa uh, FIFA's coming out soon. Uh, FIFA 21. Yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna need to start a uh, FIFA competition here between the two of us once FIFA 21 comes out, and we're gonna do a weekly showdown. Nice. Yeah, we'll do a weekly showdown. That'll be fun. Kevin, did you ever end up playing FIFA 20 or like the last couple? No, I haven't played FIFA since FIFA. I think the last one I owned was FIFA 17. Yeah, so FIFA 20, I just recently got. I skipped a couple of years, too. FIFA 20 is very different, and I'm sure FIFA 21 is going to feel also very different to you. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I mean, all of the EA games really just feel so different from year to year, and, and a lot every mm-hmm. couple of years with those, they make a jump into some kind of new movement and in, in all that. So I'm curious to to pick up the sticks and and see what FIFA 21 is like, because I, I know it's definitely going to be different. So, I mean, last, with the new upcoming games, obviously Halo Infinite's coming out. Um, both of us have always been big Halo fans, so I know, I know you're excited about it. I'm excited. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm upset that it was... The delayed. release date was pushed back, and, and it got delayed, but, I mean, for me, I'd rather them do it correctly, and have everything right than release an unfinished game so i'm i'm really excited for that one yeah i mean you you especially wouldn't want this to flop um everybody's going to be really excited about it um and it would be just as easy for those uh those people people like me that they didn't enjoy it or there was too much going on that you know they just felt like they need fixing um to go right into uh right back to call of duty with all the the different things that call of duty's doing so i'm i'm with you there speaking of the the harry potter actually there there is a harry potter game that's coming out i actually think it might be a, a playstation exclusive so um, oh we may not pointing we may not have access to it if if neither of us have a playstation but we uh definitely should check it out as much as we can cuz i think it's going to be interesting i actually had a uh, Harry Potter game for the Wii when I was oh I I don't remember when that was I had one for like Game Boy yeah and it was fun with the Wii because it was I mean you literally like moved the the controllers and your wand and everything was responsive obviously everyone knows what the Wii is so um, playing that was a lot of fun so I'm curious to see what path they take uh, the Harry Potter franchise at least in the in the game world with PlayStation I just looked up an article if you guys want to hear about it. Hit me with it. This is on The Verge by, let's see who wrote it, Nick Stat. So he's saying, it's called Hogwarts Legacy. It's an open world game. Which I releasing, think is going to be cool. Yeah, that is, that is honestly probably the most adventurous thing about this and most magical part about Harry Potter is like, you know, I've been reminded in the last, you know, watching the last couple of movies, like you just want to be a part of that world for a day or like, you know, mm-hmm. if you could ever be a part of that world, it's so it like, I don't know another word besides magical because 
I mean, you think about the way that Universal um, does their kind of Harry Potter world stuff. That's why it has so much popularity because you you want to feel like you're you're a part of that. Oh, it's on all major platforms. Oh, it's not a PlayStation exclusive. I thought I read that it was, but I could be wrong. <laughs> no, I think they were just introducing it via PlayStation Five price reveal live stream event. Oh, okay. So like the PS Five showcase. Okay. In a press release, Warner Bros. describes the game as an open-world, single-player action role-playing video game set in the 1800s wizarding world where players will experience life as a student at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and and Wizardry like never before. Man, I sound like a nerd, but that would be fun. I would really enjoy that. If you don't like Harry Potter, then get out of here. (laughs) You're not welcome. (laughs) You can grow their magical abilities by mastering spells, brewing potions, and taming fantastic beasts. So I, it sounds like you can be like your own character. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I definitely want to try it. I think the last question I have for you, Kevin, is, and I have my own thoughts here too, but what, what are you looking forward to the most when it comes to the Call of Duty franchise moving forward? I, I think for me, it's the potential of what Warzone can develop itself into um i I know we had really touched on it here about like what the in-game events could look like and and just some of the new creative ways that uh they can get the community involved in game i think there's a lot of in-game potential uh whether that's the changes to the map that we're seeing as we progress through the new seasons um whether that's doing some seasonal um some seasonal content like what we saw with Halloween um and I think too what they definitely did with Halloween and what we saw quite a bit with uh Fortnite is what partnerships they develop and bringing in new game content I mean you saw that with Marvel in Epic Games within Fortnite and I mean there's Thanos Uh, do you remember that game mode when when you can pick up the um (laughs) all the infinity stones and yeah be Thanos like that was insane um so I had a thought on that too I just got I, I think Fortnite they did it well for a while but I think they ended up doing too much so it's finding the right balance of yep. staying true to what the game is but also bringing in some new content to keep things fresh and not going too far that's exactly what I was going to make the point of because yeah, I think it's what that, killed Fortnite for a lot of people. That's that's where they lost me yep. because that's where I they lost me pl- too. I had played so much, and they I felt like they got away from the true idea of what Fortnite was and the storyline that they had. It just felt like it was all Marvel, which was cool at first, but like bringing that universe into that game took away from what the universe of Fortnite was. Yeah, it almost turned it into like an Avengers universe. Yeah. So, yeah, just, I, just don't take it too far. <laughs> I'm I'm with you and I think Call of Duty they certainly have the opportunity to learn to learn from what Fortnite did. So, mm-hmm. they can take all the good things and hopefully find that balance, but I I'm with you on all of the above points. I I think that um, you think about the different segments of the game, like we talked about before, campaign, yep. multiplayer, uh, zombies, and now here's your new bright shining segment of your game is going to be Warzone. So I'm excited for what they do with it. You know, their fan base has so long been okay with, you know, just the campaign and then just multiplayer and then zombies got introduced and now they can ride with warzone i mean you think we've we've all experienced what a new version of the game feels like for zombies and campaign and multiplayer but this is going to be the first time really seeing what they do with warzone with a new game and how they're going to do that so there's there's so much um that i think we're going to learn of what the game's going to look like um I'm excited for it. I'm here for it. Ready and waiting. So many directions that they can go with it. It's very, very exciting. So I don't, we're along for I the don't ride. have any any other points, but we're uh we're ready to ride with some Warzone and 
you know, we'll be getting Cold War here pretty soon, so we're going to have uh, a lot more to talk about. Absolutely. I'm excited for it. I learned even more today than I thought I'd learn. So much Cold War, Call of Duty talk. We even talked about Harry Potter. So uh, <laughs> we've got all the content here for you guys. Thank you guys again for another episode. Um, we've got even more coming, you know, the, with Call of Duty constantly changing with, you know, different segments with, with FIFA and all these new games being released. There's even more every single week. So join us again next week. Find us on Twitter at the Joystick Pod. Listen anywhere you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google, all of the above. We're everywhere. Thank you, Kev. And see y'all next week.